Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Having It All podcast, the show about what it takes to live an abundant, loving life. My name is Matthew Bivens, and each week I'm helping you get out of your head so that you can truly have it all. Let's do it. What's going on, my awesome friend? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Matthew Bivens, your Balanced Lifestyle Coach, and this show is the place to tune into to learn how to have it all and live your abundant, loving life. If you're tired of feeling stuck and if you're looking for a path towards more clarity, more confidence, and more purpose, then you, my friend, are in the right place. New episodes of the show drop every Tuesday, and if this is your first time here, welcome Welcome. I appreciate you showing up. And I also encourage you to go and check out the back catalog of the podcast because I've covered tons of topics since first launching this show in 2016. And you're bound to find an episode that connects to what you're going through right now in life. So go check out the back catalog. And please hit subscribe on whatever podcast player or app you are listening to this right now. Hit that subscribe button. And if you can, leave a rating and review. I love the feedback and all that great stuff really helps other people to discover the show. Lastly, if you want to reach out to me directly, you can do so in two ways. You can email me. My email address is matthew at matthewbivens.com. And my Instagram handle is at matthew underscore bivens. And you can shoot me a DM. You can leave you know, a text message or a voice note, all that great stuff. I love it all. And yeah, I really enjoy getting into cool conversations with you. Today's episode actually has been inspired by a cool conversation that I had with one of you. And I'll talk a little bit more about that in a moment. But the episode is all about sex. Sex is something that plays such a significant role in our lives, whether we're having sex or not. And sex can be really tied up into things like our self-worth, our confidence, our sense of identity. And so there's so much to unpack here that I'm going to be tackling this in little bites over the next several weeks. So today's episode is we're going to kick off this series and we're going to take it one piece at a time because ultimately I want you to have it all in every area of life, including your sex and not just the physical expression and feeling, the physical experiences, but also how you feel about it within yourself, your thoughts, your beliefs, your attitudes, your paradigms around sex. I want them to be healing uplifting, supportive, amazing, and it absolutely can happen. So that's what we're going to be unpacking starting today. All right. So like I said, 
Today's conversation was inspired by this really cool dialogue I've been having with one of you, a listener. And this listener's name is Mark D. And we connected over on Instagram. And Mark just reached out with some great questions. He had been listening to episodes that Sarah and I had recorded together about our love style, which is unique. We have a different type of of love style of relationship. Uh, You know, some people want to throw labels on there like non-monogamy, polyamory, open, all that great stuff. We don't call it that, uh, but that's sort of the bigger umbrella that our love style is is within. We like to refer to it as an abundant kind of love uh, because we absolutely believe in, in abundance in all ways. So Mark was tuning into those episodes and he was just feeling inspired by what Sarah and I were talking um, because, you know, honestly, we had to go through a lot of, of personal, individual healing. We had to really look at our own scripting and the stories that we had written and, and created over time around sex and our roles in relationships and monogamy and all these different things. And we did a lot of individual work and a lot of work together as a couple in order to get to the space that we are in today. So Mark was listening to these conversations, and then he asked some great questions to me in in Instagram. And the questions themselves were were wonderful. It was like, you know, how did you and your wife get comfortable with being naked in front of other people? And how do you all connect with and find your different partners? And it was when I was thinking about my answers to those questions that I found that, you know, answering those questions is great. However, you got to go deeper. And as I was peeling back the layers and really trying to, to, to follow that thread all the way down to the root, it became very clear to me that this was more than just a, a, something I want to answer on one Instagram message. And I said, Mark, you've inspired me to do some podcast episodes on this. And so I sat down with Sarah and we talked about, you know, what are the, the, the steps? Like if you were to really want to look at all the things that have gone into how you feel about sex, how you relate to sex, how you relate to your body, all the things that have gone into creating the the experiences that you've had, you know, your relationship dynamics, all that stuff, like where do you start? And so Sarah and I kind of mapped it all out. And this episode right now is the kickoff to that. So Mark, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. Thank you for reaching out to me. Thank you for coming at me with bold questions and just being very vulnerable and honest yourself. I mean, that like those ingredients, if you take boldness, honesty, authenticity, vulnerability, mix it in a bowl, you're going to have some some incredible breakthroughs. So I appreciate you, Mark. You really ignited something that is going to impact a lot, a lot of people through the conversations that we're having on this podcast. So thank you so much, Mark. So we're going to just j- dive right into the topic because... I'm excited about it. You know, I've been thinking about this and kind of cooking some cool stuff up. And as I said, I want to talk about sex, but also in there is sexual expression, different love styles, authenticity, all that. It's a lot. There's a lot of stuff. And it's because, you know, sex and all the things that are surrounded, surround sex and connected to it, all that stuff, it can give you some incredible insights and some amazing revelations about yourself and life that honestly few other experiences can offer. And so that's why we're going to take this piece by piece. And again, over the next several weeks, I'm going to be talking about all different aspects of sex and sexual expression, walking you through 
ways that which you can explore and examine and ultimately rewrite and recreate, you know, sex for yourself and and and, and within your life. Um, because, you know, make no mistake, a healthy relationship to sex and empowering sexual practices, those things are absolutely a part of having it all. And that's what we're here to do. You're not tuning into this podcast unless you want to have it all and live an abundant, loving life. And part of that all has to do with sex and intimacy, right? Again, it's an abundant, loving life. Love is at the root of what we're playing for here. Love in all areas. Love yourself, loving others, loving life itself. And so if you aren't experiencing that when it comes to sex and intimacy, if you are feeling the fears and the judgment and the shame and the embarrassment and all that stuff, then guess what? You got some work to do. And I'm here to help you because I got some work to do as well. And I've been doing this work on myself, right? And so I'm here to guide you through it. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And the goal of this series is really to help you heal those unhealthy beliefs and paradigms that you have around sex. The goal you know, is, is I want you to be able to write a new sexual story, a new narrative for yourself, one that's healthy, one that's empowering. And ultimately, I want you to be able to move forward feeling more confident in expressing yourself authentically in your sex life and in all other areas of life as well. Because one of the things that I found is that as I have healed some of those deep things with my, my sexuality and who I am as a sexual being, as I've healed things there, it has rippled out into all the other areas of my life. And the reason is because sex is, is the place where we can be the most vulnerable. And so if you're able to really dig in and do some beautiful work in that area, everything else can just feel like cake. That's been my experience. But many things can stand in the way of that healing right? For example, the story that you currently have around sex that absolutely can stand in the way of you having the beautiful relationship and experiences in sex that you want. Shame and judgment that you feel about sex can stand in the way. How you view your role in sex, that can stand in the way as well. So too can feelings about your physical body, right? If you aren't able to appreciate, accept, like, or love your physical body, that can stand in the way. So there's so many things that can stand in the way. But that's why we're going to unpack it bit by bit and help you just guide you through healing and addressing those different areas. So we're talking today about our sex story and understanding your sexual story because 
We each have a story, quote unquote, story about sex, and that story is made up of our earliest encounters with sex and with physical intimacy. That story is made up of the things that we learn from our parents, from our siblings, from peers, from society. You know, and especially when we're young, those early formative years. And that story is 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 built of these ideas that are just reinforced, and the norms that are reinforced. Over and over and over through our sexual practices as we get older, and one of the things that's really interesting when you think about your sexual story, the origins, like the seeds of it, a lot of times they weren't, they were given to you by other people, right? Like you might have been, and I'm gonna share with you in a little bit some of my own story, and you'll see that this innocent curiosity gets squashed down by judgment, judgments, and shame. Of an adult, and so you you oftentimes you have you know young kids who are just exploring these things, which are very natural, exploring their body, exploring sex, attracted to different things, and then it's the perversions of the adult that then put the stamp of shame on it, and then that child will carry that shame and that guilt or that embarrassment or that judgment. They'll carry it throughout the rest of their lives. Making it a part of their story, but it was never theirs in the first place. And those are the things that we want to look at and weed out. And so, your sex story, with all of its chapters, right? It shapes how you view, how you feel, and how you practice sex today. It all goes in there. Make no mistake. And again, this is an area where those early, early childhood experiences, like they get chiseled. Chiseled into our psyche, and then they shape everything that comes afterwards. And as you know, if you if you've listened to the show for a while, you know I'm a parent. I have a a daughter who's almost five years old, and I'm very very aware that my sexual story, I'm going to be passing aspects of that down to her. And I know that I had a lot of struggles. I went through a lot of of uncomfortable situations. I had. So many thoughts and beliefs that were just so damaging and 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 just like cancerous to my sense of identity and self worth and all these things that were wound around sex. I don't want to pass that down to her. Absolutely not. And so, all you parents out there, or anybody who who interacts with other people, especially young people, pay attention. Pay attention because if you know that you have an unhealthy relationship to sex, and you're afraid of facing that, then realize that whatever it is that you do not address and heal, you then leave for your kids and for other people to do the healing. And so all you're doing is setting those kids up or setting other people up. Maybe it's your siblings or or friends or or people that you mentor. You're setting them up for the same types of experiences and feelings about sex that you had. And so again, when I think about it that way, I'm like, nah, there's no way that's happening. I want my daughter to have a much healthier, stronger, more loving, and and principally grounded view of sex, with less guilt, less shame, without compar- comparison. I did so much comparison, without all the judgment. I want her to have more confidence, feel more open, and to really experience sex as as something that is healing and uplifting. And so for me to help create that for her. I have to be willing to do this type of work for myself. And as I said earlier, I've been doing this work. 
I've been doing it for, for many years, peeling back those layers. So before we embark on a few exercises that I'm going to share with you, you got to answer the question for yourself. Are you willing to do the work? Are you willing to really look at and investigate the origins of your sexual story? There might be some, some scary things in there. There might be some things in there that you haven't been wanting to face, that you thought that you could just push to the side, that you believed if you stuffed it down, it might go away, that it may never rear its ugly head again. There might be some experiences that you've had that you, know, you, 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 you view them as traumatic, some traumas, some really you know, crummy things. Are you willing to look at them? Because they make up a, a significant portion of how you personally identify. Again, sexually and otherwise. Those things become part of who you are. And if you do nothing about them, then they will continue to have that control over you. If you don't take your power back, and by take your power back, I mean look at those experiences and events because you can't change them, but you can rewrite them. You can extract different meaning from them. You can view them from a different perspective. That's the type of work that I am challenging you to do today and over the next several weeks. And listen, it's okay if you're scared. It's, it is okay. I have been very scared to do this type of stuff. And it's okay if these conversations make you feel really, really uncomfortable. If you're like squirming right now and you just want to turn it off, I get it. I get it. And hey, I'm here with you. I've gone through it myself and I continue to face these things over and over and over. Right? It does get easier. It may not ever fully go away, but it does get easier as you start to write your story in a way that really serves you and resonates with you. And so just trust me when I say that this work can be some of the most rewarding, some of the most liberating, some of the most healing and transformative work that you will ever do in your life. Just trust me when I say that. And if you've had a less than pleasant sexual story up until this point, it doesn't mean that what you write in your story moving forward has to also be unpleasant. It doesn't. You have the ability to rewrite your story. You have the ability to make sense of all those things that happened in the past that you just didn't understand. You have the ability now as an adult to look back at what went down when you were younger and create different meaning around it. And you can write a different type of story moving forward with a different mood, a different tone, a different feeling. And it starts with understanding the origins of your sexual story in the first place. And so that's where we're going to start. So I have a couple of exercises that I'm going to walk you through. And I invite you to create some space to really think about these questions that I'm going to ask you. You might want to journal about them, right? You might want to hear me ask the question, write it down, and then you know pause the episode and just do some journaling. Or you might want to think about it deeply. Maybe you hit pause and you just reflect for a little bit. Perhaps you do some meditating afterwards or just some, some silent you know, personal thought. Whatever it is, figure out what works for you. I, I really encourage you to do more than simply just listen to the next 15, 20 minutes and let that be it, right? Listen to it, but then also process it a little bit. 
So to start, I just want you to just think back to your formative ideas and memories about sex. Where did you first learn about sex? Where did that first occur? Was it from something you saw on TV? Maybe it was like your parents' soap operas they were watching, or maybe it was a magazine from like an older sibling or something, or perhaps it was from porn. Maybe it was on the computer, on the internet. Maybe just in romantic movies. Like, Where did you first become aware of sex? And when it happened, how did you first process it? Like, What were some of those initial thoughts and feelings about it? And so likely, if you haven't thought about this and you haven't gone back to, to kind of pinpoint the origins, then you're still carrying a lot of those early ideas along with you, whether they are healthy or unhealthy. And just consider that the story you're telling yourself about your early sexual awakenings, that story may not be accurate. Perhaps that story that you're telling yourself is that, you know, the story that you were bad or what you were doing was dirty or what you're doing was wrong. Maybe that's not the case at all. Again, there's a great chance that somebody else told you what you were doing or what you were saying or what you were feeling was bad or wrong or dirty. Not you. It came from somebody else. So go back to your earliest ideas of sex and examine them and see, like, what are you making it mean about you and about the world in general? So here's an example. For me, like, I sat down and I thought, like, what was my earliest, 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 you know, experience with sex? And I'm not talking about physical sex. I'm just talking about, like, when did I first even become aware of this thing called sex, which I did, probably didn't call it at the time. And for me, I remember I was like six or seven years old. I was at my friend's house and his parents had this big bookshelf with all these books. And there was a book on there that my friend's babysitter had been looking at. And we were sort of like wondering, why is he looking at this book? And so when he went away, the babysitter went away, my buddy and I went over and the book was The Joy of Sex. And immediately we were just intrigued. Like, oh, wow, what is this book about, you know? So we pulled it off the the shelf and we just started like flipping through it, looking at this book. And we didn't really know what we were looking at, but there was something about the the illustrations because what I can remember, it was um, like hand-drawn illustrations, maybe of positions or anatomy, stuff like that. Whatever, Whatever we were looking at, it was exciting and we wanted to keep looking at it. Right. And so it was just my buddy and I flipping through this book, sitting on the floor at his parents' house. And I remember that a little while after we first discovered the book, maybe it was like a couple of days or weeks later, my class took a field trip to Barnes and Noble. And, you know, the whole class goes and we walk to Barnes and Noble. And I don't know, it's probably like it was, a, it was a small school. So I think it was maybe like 15 of us in our, you know, what, first or second grade class. And I wanted to go show them this book that I had found at my friend's house. So I went to the section and I found the book, The Joy of Sex. And so I pulled the book out and I had all my classmates around me as I'm sitting. I remember this vividly. I'm sitting on the floor, like cross legs. And my classmates are like seated and kneeling and standing all around me in like a semicircle. And I'm just flipping through this book, just being like, wow, look at this, look at that. 
And, you know, all these other kids around me are, are interested and we're all curious. And then one of the teachers comes over and she sees, you know, this crowd of kids and is like, what are you guys doing? And then she sees the book that I'm showing to everybody. And she was not happy. Right. And it was like, what are you doing? Put that book away. You shouldn't be looking at that. That's wrong. All of these messages just started getting dropped on me. Right. And that right there stuck with me because up until that point, I had no idea that what I was doing could be labeled as wrong or dirty or bad or that there was anything that I shouldn't be doing. I was just exploring something that was that was interesting to me. And I was sharing this thing with people that I thought would also find it interesting, like this curiosity. And so for me, that is the earliest memory that I have of sex. And so it, it taught me a lot of things, right? It taught me that sex was this thing that I shouldn't be talking about, that I shouldn't be curious about, that I shouldn't feel excited about, that my excitement about it was, was wrong and, and bad. And I remember like that imprinted on me and I carried that with me. And it showed up in so many different ways throughout the years. So that's what I invite you to do as well. Like think back, what are some of those early, early moments that you, that you encountered sex? And again, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be like physical sex you encountered. Maybe it was, but in the case of my story, it was just this idea of sex, this, this new world that, that had opened up to me that I was interested in, but it immediately got labeled as something I really should not be doing. So that's the first exercise I want you to be doing and thinking about. So if you need to, hit pause, take your time to reflect, journal, write things down, whatever you want to do. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The second question I have for you is I want you to think about when you first became aware of your body as a sexual body. Like, when did you first realize that certain touches or certain movements or certain, you know, pressures, whatever it was, when did you first realize that they felt good, that they felt pleasurable? At the time, you probably didn't understand arousal, but you know what felt good to you. You know that like, boy, if I like push my, my groin up against this, you know, this mattress, that feels good. Or if I kind of move my hand in this way, along my vagina, that feels good, right? When did you notice that your body started to respond in a certain way? Like an erection 
in a penis or even in your clitoris because the clitoris can get erect as well. When did you start noticing that your body does these different things? You know, and when you, when you started to experiment with yourself in whatever way that it looked like, were you scared of being caught? And if you were quote unquote caught, were you punished? Were you told that you shouldn't be doing that? These, once again, are, are very formative experiences that we have. Because when we're young, our bodies are changing. Even before we go through puberty, we, we might start to realize, wow, certain things feel nice. Or your body might, might start to do things that you don't really understand. Like little boys can get erections. And you're like, wow, what is this? Like my penis, what is that? And again, raising a daughter and just seeing how naturally she wants to explore her body in all these different ways, I'm very acutely aware of those moments where the things that I say have the, have the possibility of sticking with her for life and creating and adding to her story. So if she does something, I say, no, don't do that. That's wrong. That's dirty. Don't touch yourself like that. Boom. All of a sudden, that's going to register in her psyche, and she's going to carry that with her. Whether it's something that she ex- like explicitly remembers 15, 20 years down the road, she may not, but her body is going to pick that up subconsciously and know that if I do this, it's going to elicit that reaction from adults. So I probably shouldn't do that thing. So did that happen to you? And again, what were some of those early experiences of your body? And think about how an experience like being told you shouldn't do something when you were you know, exploring your own body. Imagine how that can impact and shape how you view sex. Like, would you think that sex was something and your body was really something that you can safely explore? Probably not. You'd probably be wrestling between these feelings of, you know, this feels good and I want to explore it, but then every time I do, I get yelled at or I get shamed or, you know, I got to do it in secret, right? Those are, again, all aspects that are going into your story. And so I remember, for me, some of these early moments. I I can't remember, like, those early physical sensations in my body. I know that at some point in time, the feeling of like thrusting into a into my mattress or a pillow, like it just felt good, you know? And so like pushing an erection into something like that just felt good. And so I remember doing that in my room, you know, when I was, I don't know, eight, nine, 10 years old. But one of the things that really did stick out to me was like, I remember watching TV shows and movies when I was younger where a young man would get an erection in class. And it was particularly like the character in the TV show would be going through puberty. And so the teacher would like call him up to the front of the class, but he would have an erection, something totally natural. His body is just doing that for whatever reason. And then he would be like, no, I don't want to go to the class, you know, miss so-and-so. And they'd be like, no, come up to the class, little Billy or whatever. And you go to the class and, and all his, stu- his classmates see his erection and they immediately make fun of him. And he becomes humiliated for his erection. And that type of thing, like that stuck with me. That told me that if my body ever did that, I can't let anybody see it. I don't want anybody to see my erection. It just communicated to me that if I were to have an erection any, at any time that it did happen and it was bad, that I was wrong for having it, I should feel ashamed about it. And, you know, I should feel embarrassed. And it was something that I need to hide. And so for me, like that stuck with me. 
that stuck with me. Like I, I didn't feel comfortable standing in a room with my partner, girlfriend, wife, fully erect. I didn't feel comfortable with that. I didn't feel comfortable with them looking at me fully erect. For a, I mean, it took until I was in my late 20s and 30s and I realized it and I started to address it and heal it. And one of the ways I addressed it is I would stand fully nude, fully erect in front of my wife. Like, let me just stand here in all my glory. And I realized like it had threads that went all the way back to being single digits, watching these TV shows, seeing these kids getting shamed and humiliated, and it imprinted on me that my erection was something to hide. So I want you to be thinking about for yourself, again, like when did you become aware of your body as a sexual body? And what messages were communicated to you by, by the adults around you, peers, things you saw on TV? And how have those things gone into shape your story today? That's what we want to uncover. Again, the goal for this conversation today is simply to understand the origins of your sexual story. And it's so important to understand those origins of your story so that you can then eventually work on writing the story that you want to be telling so that you can ultimately have the experiences that you really desire. Because go back to my, my example of you know, the erections as a young man. Like that to me communicated, I can't, like this, the, this aspect of my sexuality, like the physical expression of a man's sexuality is, a, is that erection. And I was telling myself that, that my erection was wrong, that it was something that I need to hide. And the only time I felt comfortable with my erection was like in lovemaking when like the lights were out or I was under the covers, you know, when she wasn't looking at my erection. That was the only time I felt comfortable with it. So that story that started when I was single digits that I, I wore it on because that's what I was seeing. And then I added more fuel to it by continuing to, to hide those erections and hide my body. It then played out in my own physical experiences where I didn't feel fully comfortable being in my own skin. I didn't want my partner to look at me in a certain way and see me in a certain way. So I would hide it and I would only feel comfortable in certain situations. So do you see how the things that happen when we are young, they don't just shape our attitudes and our beliefs about something. They can impact the actual physical experience. These are the threads that we are now connecting. So take some time to reflect on what we talked about today. Journal about it if you need to. Just think about it. Talk about it with somebody if you want. Talk about it with your partner. So much healing for me came and continues to come from having conversations like this with people, like talking to my wife about what, how I feel about my body or how I have felt about my body, sharing with her some of the origins of my sexual story. So if you have a safe person to share these things with, a person that you have a lot of trust with, then I absolutely invite you to open up a dialogue if you feel ready to do that. Otherwise, just reflect for yourself. Think about those early, early experiences that you had with sex and the ideas around sex. What were those experiences? How have they impacted your story? How have you reinforced those, those experiences and stories over the years? And then think about your physical body. When did you first become aware of your body as something that 
felt good, right? This, this sexual body that you have. When did you first become aware of that? What was your story around that? And how has that played out over the years? That is my, my, the next steps that I offer up for you as we get started on this journey of really re-scripting our sexual story so that we can really show up as powerfully as we want to in life, in relationships, in love, in sex, and primarily, most importantly, with ourselves. Because so many of the things that we're talking about today have to do with how we feel about ourselves, the way that we accept, approve of, love ourselves. And so that's where I'm always going to bring it back to. So that's it for me today. If you have any questions, if you want to, to, to you know, share some thoughts about what this episode brought up with you, um, if you want additional resources or just want some additional help in any of it, reach out. Again, you, connect with, you can connect with me in two ways. My email is matthew at matthewbivens.com. My Instagram is at matthew underscore Bivens. Hit me up. And I just want to say thank you so much for, for joining me in this conversation. It takes a lot of courage, a lot of courage to even listen to a conversation like this. So it's a, it's a wonderful thing. Trust that healing is happening. Healing is happening simply by you tuning in and listening. And so I want you to trust that. And if this is scary and this is uncomfortable, just stick with it as best as you possibly can. And if the only thing that you can do right now is just listen, and maybe you're listening in like five-minute spurts, that's totally cool. Just stick with this conversation and, and hold the space that you might open up the door a little bit more, a little bit more to explore these things a little more for yourself because you are worth it. You are so worth it. And you have permission to let go of the stories and the beliefs and the thoughts and the attitudes that don't serve you, that don't feel good, that don't help you create to create loving, connected, deep, intimate relationships. You have permission to rewrite your story. So once again, thank you so much for hanging out. I appreciate you. I love you. My name is Matthew Bivens, and here is to you having it all. Quick note about the Having It All podcast. I am not a doctor nor a licensed therapist. I'm a guy with a story and a passion for conscious conversation. My thoughts, opinions, and beliefs are my own. So please consult with your doctor or healthcare provider regarding any questions or issues you have related to your personal, physical, or mental health. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved. Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.